Welcome to the audience of one. As a liver cancer and transplant survivor, an Ironman triathlon finisher, and a missionary, Cliff Tam's life of resilience and faith has inspired many. Join us as we uncover what it means to live a life of radical surrender for the audience of one. Hi, welcome to the podcast, The Audience of One. In this episode, I will be talking about an accident I had after my uh, getting baptized. So uh, this is the second episode. If you hear the first episode, I'll end off with how um, I come to know Jesus and I got baptized at the church. And this is back in 2000 and, wow, 2005. And so at the same time in 2005, I also picked up a new sp- a sport called triathlon. So it's made up of it's made out of free sports, swimming, biking, and running. And so um, after I did my triathlon, I I I, th- I thought about this crazy idea of doing what they call an Ironman. So it's it's also a type of triathlon, and the distance is very long. Is and so I decided to spend my time to train after that. And so, um. I had a while I was training for this. Uh, actually, was really training just on the marathon part, the running part, of the marathon. And uh, what I did was, I, I had a bike accident, and it was you know it wasn't like I was training or anything. It was just a uh, you know just a bike ride to the train station so I can catch a train to downtown Toronto. And so what happened was that I flipped on my bike and my face landed on the uh, cement. And now a lot of people, sometimes I hear on people online will say that, oh, don't wear a helmet because, you know, it's not, you don't really need it. Well, by God's grace, the helmet took the top part of the hit. And so that I have no, you know, brain, uh, no fractures or no issue, no brain damage or anything. And, but the bottom part of the impact landed on the top of my teeth. So as you can imagine, uh, the impact was quite hard. And uh, when I got up, I spit three of my teeth out. And so actually, I spit, yeah, I spit three of my teeth out. So I don't know what to do. I never lost my teeth like that before. And, and you know, I see blood. I see, you know, my, my mouth tastes really funny. And, you know, was, thank goodness I wasn't in a lot of pain. I guess more of the shock and the adrenaline pumping. So I wasn't scared. I wasn't feeling anything painful. So what I did was I, I on the ground I saw you know my my uh, my front teeth my two of my front teeth one top one bottom and then and then so I picked them up and I called my parents and they just took me right to the hospital. What I unfortunately what I didn't see is that I didn't see the third teeth in the beginning. So and and I don't know what to do. I went to the hospital, you know the emergency went to the emergency department, and what I also didn't realize is that if. You, if the tooth is the tooth is out of your gums within like forty five minutes, they can actually put it back in. And so when I went to the hospital, the you know the the doctor came and took a look at you know the tooth and figure out which one belongs to which part of my, of uh, my of my teeth and just plug it back into my gums. Unfortunately, because like I said, I didn't find my third tooth, so this means that I lost one tooth in the process, and that's my one of my front tooth, and so. Uh, I was still in shock, and they sent me after the hospital. Just sent me to, back home. I went to a dentist, and there's nothing he can do. And so, um, for me, it, in the beginning, it all feels like a dream. But the next day, when I woke up, I realized I'm in serious trouble. You know, I have no no front tooth. I can barely speak. 
and uh, I actually fractured one of the, my left tooth is fractured as well on the top part. So so I I was in a lot of pain and I was I was really scared and I know that you know I really don't really know what to do. So I, 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 I was sitting in my room and I just cry and cry and cry asking for God for help. And then I remember feeling like a hand on my shoulder and Jesus telling me that, don't worry, things will be okay. Now, I know God can do miracles and you know, if God wants my teeth to appear, he can. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not an unbeliever, but, you know, but that didn't happen. And so, uh, so we start on this next period of a painful process a long process of you know how do i have my teeth fixed my dentist told me that what i need to do is to see a specialist they're gonna do uh, what they call an implant to you know fix the tooth that was missing and try to see if they can repair anything else so um i went to the specialist and uh, they tried to clean my teeth and my gums so that they can operate but the problem is that every time they, they clean my clean my gums, they realize that my gums are so swollen. And the reason why they're so swollen is because of the medication I'm taking for my transplant. So basically, this means that they can operate uh, to get an implant. And uh, the specialist is very expensive. I was working in a job where there's no dental coverage. So basically, everything I pay out of my own pocket. And, and, I, and my job wasn't earning that much. And so I was so amazing to see how at the end of every time the bill is due to see a specialist, to clean my teeth, to see a dentist, there'll be just enough money in my bank account to pay for that bill. You know, I remember my grandma out of nowhere sent me money to fix my teeth. And this went on for almost one year. I remember there's a time where I looked at my bank account and I realized I only have like $7 in the bank account. And, and in this long one-year process, I learned something very important, that God is my provider. You know, I, I, you know, I, I wasn't scheming or trying to figure out how to get more money. I wasn't look, working two, two jobs or something like that. But when Jesus told me he would take care of me, don't worry, things will be okay. It truly is. So, you know, going back to my teeth, how, how, did, my, how, how did they fix the dentist? After, you know, the specialist cannot fix it, the dentist told me that, oh, we can um, install what they call a bridge. So basically, a bridge is fixing the empty gap of the tooth using two of the teeth on the other side, just a bridge right on my, on my teeth. And, uh, and, and by God's grace, within that one year, yeah, I have my, well, I don't think I have my teeth back, but, you know, they, they put me in false teeth back. And so I can speak, I can smile, I can talk without slurring. And I think a lesson that I learned throughout this journey is that, you know, sometimes God put us through pain, you know, is to, is to you know, not, not necessarily he want to hurt us, but rather he want us guide us and teach us something. And sometimes he also make us go through pain so that in order to prevent us from having greater pain in the future. Now, I'm just going to change a bit. I'm going to use my, um, my daughter, Sarah Faith, as an example. You know, she's right now about two and a half or almost to three. And when she was trying to walk when about one year old, I remember every time she took a step, she would fall. And she would cry, you know, and I would have pick her up and sure she's okay. And it's really heartbreaking to see her fall. I don't want to see her get hurt, especially when she, you know, runs to the 
corner of a door or almost hit the head of the of the tabletop and she you know she doesn't understand how you know how tall she is she cannot grasp the you know, the concept of you know don't run under the table if it's too short for you you hit it and they bang on your head it'll be very painful but yet you know as a loving father i don't want seraphim to get hurt but i want him to i, I do want her to walk and so you know i i'm not gonna put bubble tape you know, all around her, put a helmet on her head, you know, you know, for you know, refusing for her to walk. I can do that and she will never feel the pain. But because she feels the pain of, you know, how to take a step, how to walk, you know, what happens when she falls, what happens when she runs too fast, she falls. You know, she's just learning step by step on how to walk properly. And so, you know, this is some this is exactly how God deals with us sometimes, you know. I know it's a, it's a, it may seem like a very a simple example, but yet it's a very profound example because, you know, the amazing thing about um, this journey of uh, losing my teeth and having it back again, the lesson I learned is that God is always providing for me. I'm not the one who provides for my own income. You know, I do work when I, when I have to, right, to pay the bills, but truly the one who provides is God and that he's my sustainer and um, and this lesson is so valuable because when we afterwards when I come to Singapore or then when we go to different mission trips and we really forgo everything to follow Jesus, you know this lesson of knowing that God provides for me will always stick with me. And I, you know, I even when at times I'm worried, I re- I I reflect on this uh, period in my life again. I realize, you know what, Cliff, if God can provide you for the bills to fix your teeth. It's not, there's nothing that he cannot provide for you. In uh, Matthew 6.25, um, that's within the Beatitudes, Jesus said that, Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. It's not life more than food and the body more than clothing. And I find this, you know, this teaching is so fascinating. You know, he's talking about eating, drinking, and clothing, Right? Those three, those three things are such a simple need for all of us, right? But and these are these three things. If you talk to anybody, it's something that they need. They they will always worry about. There's not enough food on the table. You know what clothes they need to get. You know, or or, or if they have these things, they worry about the house. You know, um, uh, the kids' future education and and whatnot, and taking care of the bills. But yet, you know. God, you know, Jesus is using examples of like these are the basic things that you need and the Gentiles the people who do not believe in God they run after these things why? because they have to because they, have, they don't have a God that can provide for them but Jesus is saying that you have a heavy father a God who knows these are the things you need so you do not need to worry and this lesson of the toothless uh, I call it the toothless screen of the period of my life yeah I learned that I learned that really well because I know that you know, in the times when I'm running out of money, I know that God is God who provides, not my money who provides for me. And I hope that that will encourage you as well, you know, especially if you're going through a financial situation where you're truly not sure when, you know, where you get the income or how you're going to pay a certain bill or things that you need to do. You know, I, I admit, you know, these are th- you know, this for me is a greatest lesson of fallen Jesus. And I'm so thankful for that because this lesson has helped me time and time again that he's my provider. And I hope that as I share this in this podcast, as you listen to this, that you will also realize that God is your provider too. 
you know, when we really trust in Him and 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 put our faith in Him and do the right thing, you know, that He's the one who provides for us and will never lack. Just let me pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. And I hope you'll come back for the next one as I continue my journey of my faith. And along the way, I'll share some uh, lessons as well. God bless. Thank you for listening to the audience of one. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, you can email me at cliff.tam, that's T-A-M, at gmail.com. You can also subscribe via Popbeam or iTunes if you'd like to listen to future episodes.